the voice that needs no introduction. Touchdown, Green Bay! But here's one anyway. And a dagger delivered by Aaron Rodgers! Your voice of the green and gold for 21 years and counting, Wayne Larrabee and his golden pipes are on Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN. Wayne Larrabee is brought to you by Century Foods. Win an at-home Packers party that includes a 55-inch TV with soundbar, an outdoor pizza oven, and a party cooler. Enter on Century's Facebook page by January 5th. Strap on your seatbelt. All right. Can't wait. Wayne Larrabee on Wayne Larrabee, and there is a dagger. Good afternoon, Wayne. Good afternoon, Homer. A shutout. To me, that's always special. We try Wait, to figure good out. afternoon, Wayne. There, oh. I just want to say hi to Wayne. Oh, okay, too. sorry. Go ahead. Thanks sorry. a lot. Tony, how are you doing? Good to have you back. Doing good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we said four shutouts a season in the NFL. What do you think, Wayne? Any shutout is special. I don't care who you play. I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care who the team is. It just doesn't happen very often. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, if you think it wasn't special, there were 78,000 people at the end of that game. It was long over. And they're still in there pitching away and hoping the defense can shut this team out. So, yeah, no, it's a big deal. It really is. All right, let's start with a concern with Mason Crosby that appeared again. Hortel on the snap. Bahark has the hold. Here it is. Play's been made. Kick to the uprights. And it is no good. Missed it to the right side. Was expecting it to turn over. It never did. Packers go scoreless on the opening drive from the U.S. Cellular broadcast booth. This is the Packers Radio Network. Wayne, Wayne, Packers Wayne, fans, you, it's Wayne. Uh, Wayne, you sounded uh, shocked. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, because I saw, I was watching closely with the field glasses, the snap and the hold, and I thought both were fine. And then uh, the ball just kind of hung out to the right, and I know Mason was playing the, the current, uh, the wind in the stadium, and it was kind of breezy early in the game. And, uh, you know, he expected that ball to be pushed right into right through the uprights and it never, never did. So I I think, you know, a lot of this is not on Mason, but maybe that one was at least from what I could tell, because the laces looked like they were perfect. He makes one from 27 yards out. And I ask you the question everybody has is, is the reason to be concerned or I, I still have the utmost faith. I said, I'll bet he makes nine of the next 10, but I, I'd be lying if I didn't say I'm way more nervous than I've ever been. When Mason yeah, you know, and, and you know what's interesting, the crowd was, uh, when he would make an extra point and when he made that field goal, there there was an extra roar to it because, you know, almost like a sigh of relief of some sort. Um, you know, I, I'm not worried about Mason. I am concerned about the consistency of the process, the snap and the placement, um, but I think that's going to get better as the season goes along, so I'm optimistic, let me put it that way. The Packers are up 3 nothing, and at the time, I thought this was one of the worst passes I think Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown. Third and six, Rodgers in the shotgun. Jones to his right, snapped to Rodgers, looking, waiting, steps up, scrambles right. He's hit, gets by a defender, lofts it into the end zone, and it is intercepted by the Seahawks. Intercepted on the play by Seattle, and the man who gathered it in was Jamal Adams. And there was only 3 nothing. but I now realize, and I say this, going, you just take for granted that he never does that. He never makes a mistake. And I know he said he got hit. He was trying to throw the ball out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, you know, obviously the hit uh, came into play, but it, it just looked bad. It looked to me like one of those things that you see a young quarterback do, mm-hmm. you know, just in panic mode type of thing. 
Um, the other thing I was thinking, you know, I've seen him make throws like that in practice in, in uh, you know, in, in receivers come down with the ball, but that's not the type of thing he normally takes a chance on like that in a game. So, um, you know, I'm sure the hit had an impact on the pass, but just really odd to see that happen. We are going to be talking about this guy because of the injury, and he produced the dagger. Rodgers gets motion from Adams to the left. Rodgers handoff, Dylan powering to the goal line. To the end zone for yes. the dagger. Yes. Touchdown. A.J. Dillon in fitting fashion. Pile drives to the defining moment. 16 to nothing, Green Bay. I, I know they'll miss Aaron Jones, but the drop-off, if A.J. Dillon stays healthy, is just, it's not that much. It's, and, and where will it be? Like, what areas is, is yeah. would you say he's not as good as, right. as uh, Aaron? Take it away. I, I think it would be in the home run area. You know, um, the, the potential for those 60-yard runs, uh, either be it, uh, via a swing pass or, or a running play, that kind of thing. Um, he was getting those regularly last year. I honestly think, and I'm not qualified really to, to say this, but just my eyes looking at it, I don't think the offensive line is giving the running backs uh, the holes they did a year ago, and that's because there's been so much change on the offensive line. That is liable to change when David Bakhtiari gets back and they reshuffle that line again. Um, you know, but uh, and, and that's a little thing because the, the line has held up well. It's done well. But I think that some of the holes that Aaron Jones got last year haven't been a available to him this year and uh, that's where you would see a drop-off but A.J. Dillon can certainly be the feature back there's no doubt in my mind about that and we have to ask about a second back because I don't care who you are they're going to use a second person correct Taylor I would guess or add somebody yeah Patrick Taylor and Homer they've really liked him now for two years and they've kind of kept him around um uh, you know figuring that there's going to be a time when he could play Uh, he was a great runner at Memphis and I think that uh, they're going to get him in there, get him in the mix in these next several weeks. You're going to see a lot of him, I think, uh, backing up, obviously, A.J. Dillon. But he's a guy they feel that he can catch the ball pretty well. He's a good runner, good size, uh, can run with some power and a little bit of explosion. So they're looking forward to seeing what he can do. I will admit, I didn't think they have any chance with Joe Barry. He had the worst resume, I believe, ever of a defensive coordinator hired in the NFL. But the defense has been great, and I think there are going to be national stories about him. The defense is covered for the offense to get to 8-2. and two. Yeah, Wayne, and I say that uh, I only give 10% credit to coaches. I'm not, I put it 90% on the players, 10% on the coaches. Take it from there. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I, Tony, I'm with you. I, I You know... Coaches, and they say this all the time, and I know it's coach speak, but they all their job is to do is to put the player in a position to win. The player has to win, okay? The player has to make the, uh, the play on the field. Uh, for as good as Belichick is, um, you know, his players still have to execute once they're on the field. He can't execute for them. So, Tony, uh, you know as a former player at the highest level of your sport that it does come down to the players. Uh, are the yep. coaches important? Yes. Uh, can they make a difference in terms of the X's and O's and putting you in a position to make the play? Yes, but you, the player, have to make the play. Yep. What have they done better? What have you noticed? What stands out? Because they're third best in the league now in points given up, and that almost never happens in Green Bay until or unless you are on to win in a Super Bowl. They are much tougher against the run, number one. Okay, number two. Somehow they're getting pass rush pressure on a fairly consistent basis, although there were times 
Yesterday, Russell Wilson had all day and then bought even more time. And that's going to be a problem now without their outside linebackers. That's going to be a problem in the coming weeks. But the other thing that was most impressive yesterday and has been impressive in the last three weeks uh, down at Arizona and then uh, last week uh, in that ball game um, against Kansas City, the plaster coverage. The coverage has been so much better downfield uh, by the defensive backs and the cornerbacks. And then you've got the safeties, and this is the most underrated safety unit in the NFL. Uh, these two safeties have been outstanding. And they, it's been very subtle because you don't see them in your television picture, okay? TV screen doesn't give you the safety play and where they are and what they're doing, but these guys have been outstanding. What, what, what makes outstanding safeties? What, what is it? Because you're saying you're right, we don't see it, or you avoid disasters, or what, what, what is it that yeah. makes them special? You know, one of the things that would, would have, was going to put Nick Collins in the Hall of Fame was the way he chased down plays that were getting out the back door. That's what a safety has to do. Safety has to play center field and coordinate the defense and the corners, that type of thing. Um, you know, when it's coverage over the top, you've got to be there, and you've got to be playing that, the right coverage. Um, what I see, um, you know, what I see these safeties doing, their assignment, sure. And then you have a talent, obviously, like Darnell Savage, who can flat-out run and get, get to uh, places that others just can't. So um, that's what I see is happening for the Packers' safeties. Um, they're covering the back end the way safeties need to. That's what they're supposed to do. Players, you know, receivers are going to get open, one-on-one coverage against cornerbacks or even in the zone. It's the safety over the top that has to make the play in that case. Thanks, Wayne. Look forward to another dagger next Monday after See a you, win at Minnesota. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. Wayne Larravee on Wayne Larravee. Victory Monday brought to you by Metropolitan Urology. No need to wait. Go to Metropolitan Urology now to solve your men's health problems. Real doctors, real solutions. GoUrology.com. Victory Monday brought to you by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza with delicious brands like Palermo's, Connie's, Urban Pie, and Screaming Sicilian. Palermo's has your game day and every day covered. Find Palermo's in your local grocer's freezer. And Victory Monday brought to you by Z-Bart of Greater Milwaukee. Winner. It's a tough opponent for your car. Score a victory with Zbart Rust Protection. It keeps your vehicle rust free for as long as you own it. Visit zbart.com. As Dr. Duke Tomato would say, the defense is doing it right. Scalzo and Brust next. Marquette basketball coming up. Huge game. Early game. Let's against go. Illinois. Yes, you like those early games. Scalzo and Brust next. No worries. Whatever you do, make sure you